0: Me.
1: Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, bunk? Good morning, Vietnam! I love the smell of bread in the morning. You're gonna need a bigger boat. I feel the need, the need for speed. Uh,
0: I wish I knew how to quit you.
1: Love means never having to say you're sorry. You do! <laughs> You'll shoot your eye out, kid
0: happy monday moviegoers welcome to a brand new episode welcome to episode 229 and welcome to the cinema movie podcast i'm your host juan and i am joined by the cast of crew zach
2: hey what's up
1: guys craig uh can you hear me
0: we can hear you I'm we
1: can hear you loud him. and clear <laughs> perfect sorry what a what a how's everybody's week gone you guys have a good week
2: it's a pretty good week so far. We're only into Monday though, so what can happen?
1: I'm I'm hoping for ten inches tomorrow. Ten inches, snow, snow. <laughs> snow.
2: <laughs> Why'd you clarify? Why'd you clarify yeah, that? Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> ten inches of snow, Lahoma. Well, yeah. <laughs> well. Yeah, for the for the for those of you not in Oklahoma, we're about to have a blizzard come through the state. So hopefully, hopefully.
0: If, if that's not a uh, way to open up the uh, episode, I don't know what
1: is. Open for 10 inches here on the podcast. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, thank you for joining us, guys, for another uh, great Monday, another new episode, another new movie to talk about, as this week we are talking Don't Worry, Darling. Um, a lot of mixed reviews on this. This is going to be the first time oh, it's the first time we're going to read the email bag um, at the end of the episode today. Uh but for the first time in podcast history, guys, this is some news. Uh, for the first time in the four-year span, no top five today. Um, we're going back and forth with the. We kind of shoveled some things up. We we talked about it at the beginning of the year. Uh, a lot of segments got removed, but it's not being removed. We're just not doing it this week. Um, that's the top five. We will gonna. We are gonna do a top five next week, um, but. You know, no top five today. We're going to get into the email bag a little bit later on in the episode. But for now, let's talk about last week. Last week, you can take a look back. We watched and reviewed the menu. Um, uh, kind of a, a mixed episode from uh, a mixed movie from some of us. But uh, go back and listen to the episode wherever you listen to podcasts at uh, iHeart, Spotify, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Pandora amazon music um you can also watch it on and you know on demand on this uh youtube channel ms wap productions um and then uh, go listen as we reviewed the menu um facebook and instagram and social media is all the same if you haven't found us or checked us out or followed us check us out on facebook.com forward slash the cinnamon movie podcast the instagram is all one word the cinnamon movie podcast Twitter is at Cinnamon405 as in the email bag, which you can send us some emails and I will read them aloud on certain episodes. C-I-N-E-M-E-N-921 at gmail.com. So guys, with that being said, let's dig into today's conversation. Don't worry, darling, is currently streaming on HBO Max with a release of September 23rd, 2022. Currently on IMDb, it's at 6.2, while the Rotten Tomato score is 38%. The Meta score is 48%, while Edward and the Google users liked it at 65%. Um, a 1950s housewife living with her husband in an uptown experimental community begins to worry that his glamorous company could be hiding disturbing secrets. Starring Florence Pugh, Harry Styles, Chris Pine, Olivia Wilde, uh, Gamma Chin, and directed by Olivia Wilde. Let's get into it. Zach, we'll start with you. Have you seen this movie in the theaters? And if so, you know, what was it like revisiting it for this podcast?
2: Uh, No, I did not catch this in the theaters. I just ran out of time. I didn't get to it. Um, I saw it first day or first week when it hit HBO Max. I was very, very excited about it. I think... When we did our top five for the rest of the year, it was like number four or five. So I had a lot of anticipation for this, given who directed it, who's in it. Um, It looked like a smart type thriller. I've seen it twice now, and at the end of the day, I liked it. But there's a lot of issues I have with it. So
0: Craig, we'll start with you.
1: Uh, yeah, um, same as Zach. I wanted to check it out in the theaters, but just kind of ran out of time. Uh, it was around those Thanksgiving holidays, if I remember correctly. So uh, just kind of, like you said, ran out of time. Uh, first time watch was Tuesday. No, I watched it Friday, just kind of at the end of the day of, of, of my work day. And uh, to be honest, it's, it's, it's not what I thought it was going to be. Um mm-hmm. like you, like like everybody I've heard a lot of mixed reviews um my sister-in-law actually said she really liked it so I knew that there was gonna be probably something that I I liked about the movie but uh at the end of the day um you know it is what it is with this movie I um, was super I'm sorry did you want to add anything else? I, I, I just kind of ended that way and then we'll we'll dig into it.
0: I uh, was super interested in it. Florence Pugh, the trailer had some major a 24 vibes. I like Chris Pine. I like him a lot. Uh, but you know what? This movie was very Bible esque. And when I mean Bible esque, I mean, it was too holy for me. There's so many holes in this movie plot holes that were just not answered in this movie. Um, if I had to give a word right now to describe my one and only time watch, it would be disappointing.
2: Yeah, that's fair.
0: That's fair. Um, Now, don't get me wrong. Let's, let's, let's talk about some of the positives. I would say that the the score, the soundtrack, the visuals of the movie, making it look like the 1950s. It was very bright, colorful. Um, At some points, the, the cinematography was really good. Mm hmm. It's Florence. Florence, It's Florence Florence Pugh's movie, man. Yeah. She she is, she drives this, she drives the ship in this movie. Um, Yeah. She is the standalone driver. I think her and Chris Pine are top notch in this movie. But when you set somebody aside, Florence Pugh, like Harry Styles, I want you guys to kind of help me out. To me, he did not. He he did not work up to her standards. It it was very he did not live up to Florence Pugh's acting.
1: Yeah, I, I was gonna yeah. kind of kind of agree with that. I think if you were to put him next to somebody else, he, he I felt like he acted fairly well, but when it was with Florence Pugh, it was just like, dude, you don't belong on the screen with her. And no. uh same with Chris Pine. He didn't belong on the screen when Chris Pine was on the screen. Um, yeah. And that's just, you know, kind of it is what it is with him.
2: All right. We talked about everything positive. We'll see you next week, guys. No. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree with you guys. I think Florence Pugh, I mean, you know, we've raved about her on the show before, and this is her movie. She drives it, like you said, Johnny. She's definitely the best part of this movie. Um, and even she's – Chris Pine gets overshadowed by her, but when he's on screen, he he's very good in this movie, especially – We'll get into it, but later in the movie, the dinner, the dinner scene where they're kind of going—it's almost like a psychological battle between the two. Was I wish that was like the entire movie? Like that was excellent.
1: Yeah, I agree. I wish there was a little bit more um, uh, knowledge between the two of them throughout more mm-hmm. of the movie. I feel like a majority of the movie, you're still you're trying to. I mean, it's it's a good anticipation, but uh, when you when you see what the payoff is when they realize what. The, what's actually going on. I just wish there was more of that.
2: Well, and to me, let's let's just go ahead and get into it. I mean, I agree with you, Johnny, as well. The production design to make it like 1950s America, like at this retreat, looked really, really good. The cinematography was excellent. Spoiler alerts for Don't Worry Darling, if you haven't seen it, go HBO Max it up. For, this, for it to be a basically virtual reality that Florence Pugh is stuck in, I just kind of thought that was... Lackluster, and it, it just didn't give enough explanation of what like the 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 victory project was, in my opinion.
1: Agreed. Um, I Is feel that, like. Go I, ahead. No, you go ahead. I want to hear what you have to
0: say. I was just going to say it. It was it was brought up to my knowledge that this feels like it could have been a six seven part series.
1: instead of a movie, of
0: a movie because there's only like many- series. There's so many holes that weren't touched in this movie, like, you know, the whole brought up of Chris Pine's character creating this world. What was the real knowledge and what was the real power of him creating this world and having them put into the into the bots and into the, you know, the mechanism of being into this world? Why is it just the men that know about it, and, you know, only the one woman, Olivia Wilde's character.
1: Well, it, mm. it it touches on that a little bit, you know, when Harry Styles is sitting there at the computer when she comes home from work after that long day, you know, he's kind of, he's telling them, like, it's it's like a, it's almost like he's not doing, like, a cult podcast. He's telling the guys, yeah. like, you, as a man, you have to be the guy that provides. You have to be this. You have to be that. If you're not, then you're really not anybody. And you kind of get a glimpse of that, Through the headphones but i agree it doesn't touch on it enough for and maybe they try to shy away from it so that you didn't kind of get a spoiler for what was going to be the twist at the end but i agree It, it, it just didn't touch on it enough for for that twist to pay off
2: or she i don't know like what exactly olivia wilde's like goal was in this movie because it was like you said craig it was either she didn't want to give away what was truly go- what was truly going on or she wanted to live it leave it ambiguous to the viewer, like they can make up their own mind. But it and then for something like this, it doesn't you need like a final explanation for it.
0: And then it didn't even real like it t- kind of touched bases a little bit on Olivia Wilde's character. She knew you knew that her kids had died in the real world, but they're alive in this virtual world. So that's why she wants to stay.
1: Yeah. But, mm-hmm. but it
0: also didn't acknowledge why she's the only female that knows
1: about it. Because she doesn't want yeah. any of them to, because all the other females are being held against their will, the guys yeah. brought them there against their will so that they can be in this perfect, live, perfect marriage, and, you know, she she might have been the one to put. Uh, I think Nick Roll crow uh, is the guy that plays her husband. Um, mm-hmm. may, you know, maybe she's the one that pulls. There's all the strings on their end because she wants the kids. She wants that that perfect happy family that she obviously didn't get because of her kids being taken away. Um, Do you you think it would have been better if once Florence
2: Pugh kind of figures out what's going on and then it's also a twist of, we kind of know Chris Pine is pulling the strings technically until we get to that, that twist that makes no sense, but would it be kind of cool if Olivia Wilde was like one of the makers of the world and she kind of
0: yeah, like that, that, what that, she—that that, would—that would give some explanation on why she knows. Like, oh, I'm gonna help yeah. create this world because I lost my kids and I want to be yeah. in a world with the kids again. That makes more sense. And again, it's not that this movie didn't make any sense to me. It's just like there's so much that could have been put into this movie, and it's—it's it's already a two-hour movie, which drags yeah. at at some points in the movie. So you're like, man, you know, for a two-hour movie, you're kind of thinking this feels like almost three hours. At some points I was looking at my phone I was like, you know, I was getting into it, but I just, okay, when is this going to end? When is this going to end? It feels like they wanted to create something like a mix of a looper slash A24 mixture of a a horror movie. And it just, it, it didn't vibe at all.
2: And to me, I always thought, wouldn't it be so cool if this was kind of like a, she takes a lot she takes a lot from different movies but the, the the main thing is that when when Florence touches the glass when she gets up to that mountain she it's almost like the sunken place from get out because it's like she's like surrounded by those women there like doing that weird dancing thing but to me i thought it would have been so, so cool if this had been like a get out or not a get out a shutter island thing where like Florence is like in a mental institution or some kind of institution and it's revealed that she's trying to like She's, like, being sedated, and then once she kind of figures out what's going on, she's trying to escape.
1: Well, yeah, I I agree that this movie doesn't necessarily hit the way people probably thought it should have with the trailers and everything. But Mm -hmm. I get what Olivia Wilde is trying to accomplish here. You know, men have all the pressure of trying to provide this perfect lifestyle for everybody and and it's all kind of on the shoulders of men and i feel like what she's trying to portray is that men will go to any length to try and make that happy life for their family and you know harry styles at the end kind of explains like you know i did this for us because you were working 30 hour days not knowing that she kind of enjoyed that work even though she felt tired all the time you know it's it's just what he thought would be best as you know, he what the head of the household should do is provide just this life that is, quote unquote, perfect.
2: Yeah. Well, uh, and to me that does make sense, but I felt like some of the creative choices that she did to get to that, or if, it didn't, that's like it didn't add up. Yeah.
1: No, I, I agree. Um, I, I did like how, you know you could kind of see that things were wrong with, I think Margaret was her name. She was kind of, you know, like starting to realize like, Hey, the stuff isn't adding up. Mm -hmm. Something's wrong. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. at the party he's, he's offering those pills. And it's like those pills can't be real because it's virtual reality. So he's probably trying to do something like just like mind games with Margaret to kind of make her like sedated, even though he's not really giving her anything. Um, I thought the whole process of them actually leaving to go to the mountain to do Project Victory was, you know, and them leaving the virtual reality world to go make money in the real world. I thought that was pretty unique and, and, and a cool kind of concept.
0: Um, at, at, at points, it did feel like the movie was trying to outsmart itself. At some points to me, like, yeah. it feels like it could have mm-hmm. been a really basic, basic, Story and plotline, and just be original. But then it just like let me throw this in there and throw this in there. It felt like yeah. somebody somebody who's usually high trying to make dinner. <laughs> if I could put well,
1: it out there, for that to... I ju- I just think trying to explain this movie in two hours isn't going to do this justice ten times out of ten. You no. needed a, a three-and-a-half, four-hour window to tell this. And I, that's where I agree with Johnny. This should have been a seven-part series on HBO Max or something. And I think you could have covered way more detail. Went over, I mean, and being on HBO Max isn't – it's not a bad thing. We're I mean, we're looking at Last of Us being on HBO Max, getting 4.5 yeah. billion viewers or a yeah. million or whatever for its opening episode. And half the people that watched it probably really don't even know what it is. Yeah. Well, yeah.
2: And in, I think
1: in,
0: in a in a world where TV shows and streaming services rule the world right now like you do have I, done that. Uh, I don't know if I said this but the budget for this movie was 35 million dollars at the box office it only grossed 85 million dollars at the box office. So to, to put made, this in perspective
2: the Avatar re-release was number 1 when it came out. It beat the, it beat this movie as the number one at the weekend.
0: Yeah. So Soul like it, it would have benefited from either a series or an HBO Max exclusive. I think yeah, I agree.
1: I, I think a series would have been the best bet for this movie. I just think you do six episodes at a, at forty five to fifty minutes each. You know, mm-hmm. you take out the meat and potatoes of the opening credits and the ending credits. You get somewhere between thirty eight forty two minutes. Uh, of actual screen time, you put that in a six-part series, that's, that's perfect. Let's let's kind of talk about the, just the virtual reality of this
0: world. Um, mm-hmm. Come to find out, I don't think any of the sex scenes really should have mattered and, or, or been put in there if at the end of the day this is a virtual reality show. I mean, come to find out, yes, he probably did crave it. He did want it because he looked like he was a stay-at-home, Dude who really didn't have much of a job Maybe if he did work he worked part time Or like a programmer or something Yeah Florence Pugh's character like she said She worked 30 straight hours she was a surgeon She worked at a hospital She had a life so maybe that was Part of him craving that sexuality
1: In the virtual reality Because that's the only way he could get it he couldn't do it Outside of it because she was sedated 24-7 so the only time he could Do that was virtually In in that world And then uh, you know not only that,
0: but like her constantly doing, you know, the cleaning, you know, when she started breaking down and putting the solophane over her head or um I think again, I think somebody just wanted to take the Florence Pew magic and try to turn this movie into something that people would just be astonished to watch and be an ooh and awe of. What do you guys think of the controversy and the and the drama surrounding Shia Buff? He was supposed to be uh he was supposed to be Harry Styles' character.
1: I don't think that that would worked even more.
2: (laughs) No, and and that's the thing. This
1: Uh, movie
0: apparently Harry Styles was added on very last minute.
2: Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing about this movie. The reason I think it made its money because there was so much drama behind the scenes going on was with Shia LaBeouf, Harry Styles, and Olivia Wilde were making out or doing something on the set. Florence P was not happy with the final project. It got to the point where. I think from what I understand, Olivia Wilde was like missing on one day and Florence had to basically direct herself on one of the scenes. I heard she would never,
0: never, never work for Olivia Wilde again.
2: Oh, yeah. She barely did any promotion for this movie. I think she did like two interviews on the set of Dune, what she's filming, and and that's it. So, I mean, that's got to tell you something.
1: And also, wasn't there like Chris Pine, Harry Styles beef
2: as well? Well, yeah. what was the thing did like – Harry Styles spit on Chris Pine at like a premiere or something like that. No, I, Chris, I don't
1: Chris yeah, he like spit on his hand when they were shaking or something. I, I don't Yeah. I don't know. It just
2: like, like you said, John, I don't I don't really think Shia LaBeouf being in this would have saved it, honestly. But I mean it I think he would have been on a little bit more on the same level as Florence in some of the scenes, to be honest. Because Harry I, Styles, I it sure just Harry just didn't I I agree with you, Craig. He he just didn't light a candle compared to Florence in those scenes.
1: And I think I think kind of why they brought him on was he could do that rugged look to make it seem like he was a nobody in the real world, and then kind of glam up to be, you know, this all kind of perfect-looking husband in in the VR world. Um, Yeah. It it sucks because I feel like this movie did do a lot of good things. But like Johnny said, there's just a lot of why did we go this route? There's not enough explanation on this. There's,
0: yeah. I had a hard and time I, trying to keep myself and in, in, interested in the movie.
1: I I didn't. I'm gonna say I I enjoyed the watch. Um, initially, I I feel like you know it's like with every movie that we that we do now, I'm I'm like man, I wish they would have done this or that. Like yeah. I wish she actually would have tried to kill herself with the cellophane instead of opening it up. I wish she would have actually tried to kill herself once she kind of like realized like, okay, I don't believe this is real. Something's definitely wrong. Cause she had the eggs where she was breaking them.
2: Yeah. Uh, I
1: thought it was funny when Harry Styles was trying to cook for himself. He's like smashing the potatoes with the wine <laughs> or the the, yeah. the whiskey bottle. And you could tell like something was up. Like it's yeah. it's just not it's not real.
2: Well, I, I, and to me and to brief- me it was
1: Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead.
0: I, I was gonna say that's a good bring up. Like that would have been a little bit more entertaining throughout the movie if they set up little plot details for you to try to figure it out. We're like, hey, or or maybe maybe a small glitch. You know, yeah. maybe she she wakes up from her nap and she sees him hitting the food and there's like a glitch and she's like, Whoa, what what is that?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Like like something like, you know, obviously a man has his dude, quote unquote like in the nineteen fifties, you knew a man worked did the lawn and just kind of like did like maintenance and stuff like that. It would have been funny to see him kind of like do cleaning or, you know, like we saw a little bit of the cooking, but do something that was a technically a woman's job and just completely yeah. botch it. And I yeah. think that would have kind of helped accelerate what they were trying to get across on the screen.
2: Um, so, and to me, I thought on this second watch, I thought, I don't know if it was really – the design of the movie or if that was Olivia, Olivia Wilde's intention. But I thought the, what I call the reality breaking points where it was just like, like Florence would stop and like those, like the black and white, like sunken place would pop up or she would remember something in the real world. I thought they emphasized that way too early and way too early in the movie and way too much. Like it was like, as a viewer, it was almost like, you don't trust us to, f- to
1: figure out the puzzle as we're watching it, Well, it, in my and it's, opinion. it's almost like they, sh- they showed their hands too early. Yeah. You knew something yeah, was up because, like, if they would have just kind of stayed with Margaret and let her go crazy and mm-hmm. show something with the husbands doing something that they technically shouldn't be doing in the real world or, you know, in that era of the 1950s-ish. Yeah, uh, and just kind of seeing them glitch out. I think that would have been better than seeing her repeatedly go in and out of this VR experience.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, I agree.
2: Um, let's talk about the uh, the dinner party real the, real quick. You know, you kind of think, okay, she's maybe there's a little bit of normalcy, or Florence is playing normal, but when she's in their kit uh, in the kitchen cooking, and Chris responds, uh, "Congratulations, you." I've kind of figured it out. There's that beat brief moment where Florence is kind of like, "Oh, I did figure it out," and it's like, "Yeah, you're the only one to like catch on to everything." And to me, that was like, "Okay, so we're kind of getting we're kind of getting the the boat rolling with like maybe there's some there's a bigger picture going on than what's really going on."
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's that's kind of what I was saying earlier. Like, I just realized I I wish that once. They realized each other knew what was going on. Yeah. It went further than that because after you get that in the kitchen and then you have the dinner party where they kind of, you know, they're challenging each other to kind of get their point across. Mm -hmm. The husbands already know what's going on. So all of them, which you find that out at the end, all of the husbands are going to be against them. Once the husbands are against her, then the wives are going to add on to the husbands and it's just going to be, you know, you're never going to win in that situation because, It's automatically, what was there, four couples? So it's five against one, four against one, or something like that. Yeah. I just wish that it would have went into more of her really digging down, trying to accomplish something in the VR world Mm -hmm. instead of, you know, she talks to Harry and, you know, she's like, I love you. And they kind of do this whole thing where they're trying to leave the city and then she gets taken. And at, at that point... The movie's pretty much done There's there's nothing else after that That extends into The battle with her and Chris Pine
2: No It's, it's just and, her
1: getting back in and realizing Everything that's going on and then leaving
2: On to me and like Once we get past that And like she kind of has the um, Electroshock therapy to <laughs> Kind of put her back into I kind of put it like back into like uh Reset mode Reset mode. Thank you. Back into reset mode, and you're just like, okay, is this like mean that she's never going to be able to get out of the world? But then like, it just it automatically breaks. Like for like, uh, Harry Styles does something, and it's just like automatically Like, oh no, that like I, I got to get out of here somehow. And then it leads into the weird thing, which I was going to bring up earlier, was Chris Pine gets alerted about Florence's actions, and then he gets stabbed by his wife, which makes me think. She was she behind it. it the whole time?
0: Was she behind it the whole time? Well, I don't think she knew about it. She found out in that with that phone call, and that's why she stabbed him.
1: Oh, well, that would make sense. Yeah.
2: yeah. Again, I only just, watched
1: this one time. I would – yeah, it's probably something I missed, but
2: I, – I watched it twice, and it just – well, I mean, the first time, and then we, for this episode. But every time, that came out of left field, mm-hmm. and to me, it made no sense whatsoever. It's just like, why – why are you killing Chris Pine in this? This is not She. There's I mean, no. There's no explanation for it.
0: She, I, I mean, the only explanation is that she overheard his phone call, talking about trying to get Florence Pugh back, and she, you know, nobody else can know about it. She heard the phone call. She gets up yeah. and stabs him, you know, because she was behind him so much throughout the whole movie, thinking that Project Victory was something was exceptional. Real. Yeah.
1: Yeah that's true
0: and that's another thing that the the folding out of this movie the guys in the red jackets chasing her at the end to even though the ending was a little bit better than probably it should have been i still feel like there was no um edge of there was no edge of your seat feeling when she was escaping the guys with the red coats yeah because i'm like i guarantee you she's gonna reach the window boom the movie's gonna end and that's exactly what happened. Yeah, that's
1: exactly what happened. It, it, yeah. And honestly, I mean, there Florence, was no Pugh was, sweaty. Florence Pugh was in Black Widow. She yeah. is like the next Black Widow. She has that action set of acting skills. You could yeah. have easily put her in a situation where she wakes up, struggles to get out of the bed, and is being chased in the real world by Chris Pine and some of these people that are behind Project Victory. Because if it leaks mm-hmm. out that they're trying to do this, that whole project is shut down forever.
0: Yeah. But remember, you die in virtual reality, you die in real life. So Chris Pine is dead. You know, he had no way yeah. of chasing her at all anyway.
2: And so is Harry Styles, too. So
0: Yeah. It, that's why I'm saying, like, man, you know, good thoughts and all, you know, Thought Twist Olivia the right...
1: Wilde does it.
0: Yeah. I mean, we're all putting yeah. in some we're all putting in some good ideas, but at the end of the day, this movie just it doesn't deliver. It is yeah, it had so many Questions left more than you know, victory, victory emotions. You know, not the yeah. victory there, yes. but it I just, just it, a little
1: disappointed, it just,
2: yeah. And to me, it's like they should have called this, this movie, is,
0: Don't Disappoint Me, Darling.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it, it's just one of those things where it's just like it's not this movie had so much potential, like the trailer set up to be something that could be really cool and something very different. But it just kind of falls back on cliches. It falls back on stuff we've seen before, and to me, I'd rather I, watch something like Get Out or Shutter Island where it has I, like a
1: good buildup. I think this movie exceeds if it's not Olivia Wilde directing it, and if it doesn't have Florence Pugh either.
2: Well, I I mean, this, Florence,
1: was, well this movie,
0: even though this movie had Florence Pugh and she's great and she's you know everything. Is is so glamorous about her? She looks like she could be a fifties actress. Even even with her being in it, you know she can only do so much. The writing still has to be there. The directing still has to be there. The the this you know everything just has to be in place, and it just wasn't.
1: Um, Well, this is one of those movies where it's just top down. It wasn't.
0: And I I really wanted to like this movie. I really wanted to like this movie. I really did. Trust um, me. So did I <laughs> just, just so I can get that itch to go buy it physically. Cause you know, I, I haven't bought it physically yet, but I don't know if I will now. Cause I don't have the urge to ever want to watch it again.
2: Yeah. No. Well, I, I think I misspoke. I was saying like, I think if, if Florence wasn't in here in this movie, I think all of us would be like saying like, yeah, this would be one of the worst movies of the year. And, and, and to me, it's like, it's still not a worst movie of the year candidate. No, me. I, I mean, <laughs> this is, I think it's sitting at like 35, 36% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's like, it's not that bad, but it's yeah, like, it's so it, this is like maybe low 60s, early 50s, maybe.
1: Well, let's let's be honest. People do not see movies through, I mean, I'm not saying we're professionals, but we, we, we've I mean, we we've been doing this for three or four years now, and we kind of figure, we find things that the normal people might not see. Well, and right. that 30... That 30% probably saw the ending and was like, that's the stupidest movie I've ever seen in my life. Just like people with Nope. They see yeah. the ending and they're like, That's the stupidest. The old couple behind us, Johnny, you remember that? Yeah. They they finished Nope and they were like, That's the dumbest movie I've ever seen. It's like
0: also don't forget, too, though, that like how many people really did get to go see Don't Worry, Darling? The, yeah. the, I yeah. guarantee you the 38% are probably I know that's that's uh I think that's critic score. That's not audience score.
2: Yeah, let me see, let me see what the audience score is real
0: quick. So I'm pretty sure the 38% is critic score. Well the Google uh, users had it at what
2: 65? Uh, Edward and the Google users had it 65, <laughs> yeah. Um, audience score is yeah, 74%. That's a that's
1: little about on average. high. That's yeah, a, that's I,
0: a little high, but again, again though, like 86 million dollars the box office. Not a lot of people want to go yeah. see this movie.
2: Yeah, but this should, have, this should have been an Avatar re-release. Like, I don't understand in what world <laughs> does Florence Pugh, he's like one of the biggest stars right now. How does well, she get outdone by blue people? Hold
0: on, hold on a second, though. She's a big star to moviegoers like us. Yeah. Your average moviegoer who goes and sees three movies a year probably still don't know who Florence Pugh is. is. Yeah. She t- t- and I, you know, even though Black Widow was a good movie, <clears throat> I don't think Black Widow put her as a route. right. I don't, I don't think it made her a, a household name. I don't think she's a household name yet.
1: And, and right now, she's she's Marvel and a twenty four. Obviously, we're right at the smack dab in the middle of that pie chart or whatever you want. You to know, call.
0: And, and you know who's a, a. I mean, I saw the trailer for the first time today. I should have brought it up earlier, but you know who's a household name. That's probably going to get a hundred million dollar movie at the at, in summertime. It's going to be Margot Robbie,
1: yeah, for Barbie. Like, yeah,
0: yeah, like that's a household name nowadays. Yeah, Florence Pugh is not there yet, and I don't think this movie helped her at all. Which again, it's not her fault. But if you get if you want to look at it by the numbers, that's what everybody does nowadays. Oscars are by the numbers, box office numbers. That's that's just if, how it is.
1: If you think, I mean, so, I mean.
0: And honestly, this 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 is sad to say. I don't mean to cut you off, but this this hurts my soul. Harry Styles on this marquee and on this movie is more of a household name than Florence Pugh is.
1: Yeah, well, and that's that's what I was gonna get at. Most people only know Harry Styles for his music.
0: Yeah, he's yeah. really
1: never done anything acting wise, so they probably were all just like, you know, it's, it's probably a good concept, but the acting's probably not going to be pretty good because they're seeing Harry Styles and Florence Pugh who they probably have never seen act before they're like this is a movie waiting to just not be good and i heard somebody oh. i heard somebody compare the two a few a few uh
0: weeks ago and somebody compared harry styles to justin timberlake and i was like hold the brakes just a second justin timberlake in his first few movies was a much better actor than harry yeah. styles is right now
1: yeah justin timberlake he's one of the very, very few where he can be top of the charts in both movies and acting, yeah. or music and acting.
0: We should talk some more Justin Timberlake this year.
1: In time, oh, dude, <laughs> dude. oh, dude. oh dude. Social I, Network. I just, I just saw, yeah, Social Network. In time, uh, Alpha Dog, Alpha Dog. I mean, there's, dude's been in some great movies.
2: I wonder what that experience was like when, when, when and like you were a fan of Harry Styles and you go see this movie and then you see, like, Florence out-act him. You're just like, oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> but
0: I, 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 and I'm not dogging on Harry Styles fans, but you know what? They probably didn't even put two and two together and they probably didn't even say, oh, she out him. They're just like, yeah.
1: Harry Styles. Uh. Well, that's, I was going to was gonna say, like, who would have been a better choice, you know, Shia, Bo- Shia LaBeouf aside, who would have been a better choice to kind of play that, grungy real world person and then glam up real nice in the vr world Ryan God been, God. Like, I think Ryan Gosling's too too big for this kind of role. I think I don't think Ryan Gosling fits this role at all. No. No mm. I think Ryan Gosling is past this kind of role honestly. Honestly like I could
2: actually see Ryan Gosling play the Chris Pine character, where he's kind nice. of mysterious and like you don't really know what he's thinking. I I can see him do that.
1: Yeah, Robert Pattinson. I don't know. Oh, that, dude, I, you know. give me the give me the Batman. Uh, <laughs> honestly, that you know, that could work. Honestly, you throw the A twenty four logo on this with Florence Pugh and Robert Pattinson. Oh, uh, uh, Johnny John would be all over this. this. <laughs> somebody else directing. Somebody else, yeah, absolutely. This movie could would have been a hundred times better with those circumstances H- Or you know yeah. what,
0: why not put, put put Chris Pine as Harry Styles' character and make Jonah Hill the uh Chris Pine character?
1: That would have been funny. Yeah,
0: Somebody Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill can play a good prick, man. Somebody yeah.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I, I think a good payoff would have been seeing I mean, because we all saw Harry Styles the way he looked in the real world. Seeing what Chris Pine's character looked like in the real world again, yeah, exactly. I think that would have been a good payoff because you would have been like, That's why he made a VR world so he can glam up, yeah.
2: And and to me, like, they
1: they did make uh, this is a bad joke, so bear with
0: me, guys. But I mean, they did make what Chris Pine would have looked like in the real world to make a virtual reality world. And that movie's The Whale. Well, The the Whale was 10
2: times better than this, but yeah, but no, I'm I'm just. (laughs) <laughs> it, it didn't work out dude it didn't work let it go <laughs> but i i just i can't go i can't stop thinking about this limited series i you could have done a whole episode on florence and harry's care on harry Style's characters an yeah, episode yeah. on chris pine and it's just it would have been so much better than what we got
1: yeah you, you could almost have been
2: like whats world
1: yeah
0: you could have yeah. even you could have even done a filler episode on like uh the character who committed suicide
1: margaret, uh, yeah. margaret yeah 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 and even then do, build the whole world. That's exactly <laughs> what this is. Is just Westworld. Technically,
2: to an extent, yeah.
1: Is Westworld like this, kind of? a virtual, it's a virtual reality?
2: reality, yeah. It's, I, a, it's, it's a theme park people go to.
1: I've never seen Westworld. Is it I've, good? I've, I watched, like, the first season. It's, it's, it's all right. I yeah. heard it gets a lot better later on. but
0: I'm in the middle of... I just started uh, that 90s show. Episode 1 was really funny.
1: Mallard- Really? I've heard a lot of people say it's really good. Yeah. They say so the consensus is that it's it's not necessarily like a reboot because sometimes the reboot is just like, oh, it's nostalgia, so I'll watch it. It's a reboot. Really but it's cool. actually really good. Yeah. Yeah. Nice.
0: We got some comments here if they're not virtual reality comments. Oh no, they're bad, nasty comments. Yeah. Get away. Get away, you bots.
1: Come find <laughs> love in your town today.
0: What do you, let's talk about Harry Styles' death, right quick. What do you guys think of, uh, you know, Florence Pugh just laying away and kind of accidentally killing Harry Styles?
2: I mean, it makes sense in order for her to get out of the virtual reality. I mean, I don't know, I don't know how else she would be able to get out of it.
0: Dude, dude yeah. was, dude was obsessed with eating the purse, though. I'll tell you that much. He was obsessed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, every day, man. It's got wow. the whiskey at the glass or wow. whiskey, whiskey at the door, and. Went town.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's how he keeps his vocal cords good for
2: when he goes and sings, I guess. Stop. <laughs> um every day every time we do an episode, he does something to try to get us cancelled every single time. Last 50s, week was Ed. The fifties dance. <laughs> the fifties dance
0: when they're you know praising Harry Styles and he's doing the whole dance and stuff. Yeah. I mean, this movie did have some good fun scenes to it. Um do you guys like the ending though the the death and uh, we kind of talked about the chase for a little bit but uh for this to be rated R I thought it'd be a little bit more bloodier
1: I wish it would yeah. have been yeah um I mean god there was when when she kills herself and falls off the building Margaret when she wraps the cellophane around her face when you kind of get the the images popping up of the dancers um mm-hmm. There's a lot of good horror vibes in this movie. The score was amazing at times. Um, It just... Give me more of that. Give me more of that. You're trying to tell a story and make it this kind of romantic thriller and make it a horror at at times. If you would have just stuck to it being more so horror than romantic thriller, it would have been... I think you... This could have been an incredible movie. Like an incredible yeah. movie.
2: And that's what's disappointing about it. It's just like sitting here talking about it. We came up with like 15 better ideas that this could have gone, how this movie could have gone. And it's just like,
1: it's like, I mean, damn it. Like, why? You, I don't know. Let's be honest. We, we do that with every movie that kind of gets <laughs> it off. Except for Ed talking about No Country for Old Man. Dude, I would have changed. <laughs> like, stop it. That's just like that
2: haunts him. Like every time we do an episode,
0: <laughs> he probably would have give this movie a seven.
1: Mm. So what up, what up, guys? What up, guys? What up, brother? No. What's up? <laughs> so, uh, what do you want to move uh, on did you, to? Did
2: you guys have a favorite scene? Zach, we'll start with you. Uh, the dinner, the dinner party scene when it's just Chris Pine, or Florence, and Chris Pine kind of, kind of going at it and. Is it reality? Is it not? I want you to be part of my team. Um, I figured out what you're doing. That that should have been the whole movie. And it wasn't. And it's just that's just disappointing. So but that the dinner party scene and I mean, let's be honest, every scene Florence is in makes this watchable. So yeah.
0: I would have to say probably my favorite my favorite scene. I would have to say, man, maybe when she's in the real world and you see her what she does as far as everyday living and then he go back into it and then harry styles death um i thought that was a pretty good back and forth scene um craig what about you did
2: you did you guys like the glasses she was wearing to like keep her in the virtual world
0: the uh a clockwork orange reference yeah Yeah. i thought it was okay
1: i I just it was Kind of creepy, you know, to be honest. That somebody would be go to those kind of links to. I, I liked how they showed that her body was bruised and malnourished, mm-hmm. yeah. um, because you know she's just sitting there sedated in this virtual reality world, not really getting um, proper nutrients or exercise and anything like that. Um, my favorite scenes. I, I did like the the kind of <clears throat> the party when uh, Harry's getting. Uh, promotion and mm-hmm. there's that tension between Chris Pine and um, Florence Pugh and she kind of goes back to the back and at this point you don't know Olivia Wilde is in on the the whole thing and um, you know just that scene with all the tension I thought was pretty good um, and then the um, the scene where she's getting kind of squished in the glass and then she just pops yeah. back out uh, yeah I, I thought that was those were pretty good the, the just the the those music in the score when she's when that wall's closing in on her again the trailer makes it seem like it's so much more yeah but it's really just her kind of tripping out and having a, a malfunction in the the VR thing I guess but they yeah. didn't really explain it that way
0: Craig you're're you're, you're still talking so give us a uh, give us your star rating you go first one out of ten
1: uh i'm gonna give it a six um i i enjoyed the watch i do think there are tons of things that could have been different should have been different but at the same time i personally still found an enjoyment in the in the movie and in the watch um like i said I, the the horror vibes that i got were very a24 ish maybe that's because it's florence Pugh on the screen but um, there were there were a lot of things that I liked about this movie, but there were more things that I didn't like. So therefore, it's kind of on that scale of a six for me.
0: I really wanted to like this movie so bad. Um, but I think even though everything you just said, it feels like a meal that you're forced to eat as a child, but you have no liking for it 20 years later. I don't think I'm ever going to touch this movie again, and that's what sets this back aside for me. So I'm going to go one below you. I'm going to give this movie a 5 out of 10. Um, again, just because I don't think I'm ever going to have the ability or the capable likeness to watch this movie again. So even though I really wanted to like it, like I said, like like you said, Craig, there were things that you enjoyed. But at the end of the day, it just didn't itch my yeah. uh, movie scratch. It didn't and, scratch
1: my movie itch. And this is one of those movies where... It's a t-shirt, by the way. <laughs> Once you find the payoff of this movie, the rest of the movie is kind of ruined. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. you know, there's very few movies that that happens to, and this is one of them, and I think that hinders it greatly um, as far as rewatchability. Because when you're watching it, there's nothing in the movie that you want to rewatch to to kind of like, oh, why did this happen? Why did that happen? There's nothing in that in this movie that does that. So, knowing the ending, knowing what the victory project is. It, there's no rewatchability to this at all.
0: And I didn't feel on the edge of my seat during the end chase. Zach, what about
2: you? Oh, I don't know. I, there's a lot in here that really works for me. Florence Pugh, Chris Pine, the cinematography, the production design, the score. There's a lot of this that is actually really good, but yeah. I mean, once you figure out the ending, it doesn't work. There's a lot of plot, ho- plot holes that actually plot like, try to lead up to that ending. Plot holes, yes. <laughs> There's just a lot that to try to build up to that final ending that makes no sense at all. Um, I'm torn between like a six and a seven.
1: I... Give it a six. There's no rewatchability.
2: <laughs> well, I'll say this. If Florence wasn't in this, I'd probably give it like a four or five. So yeah, I'll, I'll I'll give it a six. I'll, I'll be with uh, I'll be with you, Craig. She's
0: she's my 24 darling, and I still gave it a five.
2: Yeah. Um, let us know what now, you think. Of- if Ben Foster was in this, this would be a whole different monster. Chill. <laughs> ben Foster. From uh Water.
0: If you guys, <laughs> guys want to know, uh, let us know your star rating. Please email us at C I N E M at Gmail.com and we can read some emails aloud. Um
1: we'll start. You want that Let's, uh mail mail time? We do. Never mind. Can't, can't hear it. You didn't hear oh. technical difficulties. You couldn't hear it? Nope. There's no way. All right, we'll just we'll skip it. Uh, better time, mail time, mail time.
0: Maybe, maybe next time. Yeah. Uh, Irwin says, "Has anyone seen Tom Hanks's new movie? Uh, if so, I'm really interested in seeing it, but I don't know if I want to spend the money to go see it."
2: What Who man is called Otto? Otto?
0: Man called Otto.
2: We were going to see it this weekend, but just ran out of time. Looks interesting.
0: Um, Omar says the menu gets a nine for me. Edward must have just been hungry when he was watching it. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: don't understand. What, what did Ed give it last week?
2: Uh, he gave, a it, like five. A, he gave a it five. He gave it five. Yeah, I made I made it as a joke, but he yeah graded it as a five.
0: Uh, that's funny. Omar Janice says Elvis is probably the best movie I've seen all of 2022. Ten for sure.
1: Eh. Top Gun uh, came out last year, so yeah it's it's gonna gonna be it's gonna be interesting and
0: here in a a few weeks guys i think in the first week of april we're gonna talk our top five plus five of 2022 it's gonna be a very interesting list i think
1: it's a girthy list
0: yeah it's gonna it's
1: 10 does that mean i have to see avatar for you don't have to you just won't include it in your list it made 2.9 billion so far so i mean i
2: don't, don't just don't get me
1: started on that. Uh my
0: phone, my phone blows up when I go see an hour and a half movie. I could just imagine if it's a four hour movie, goddamn. Uh Sarah 97 says Glass Onion to me was fun and out of the box thinking. I love Daniel Craig though, so it may be a little biased. Glass Onion gets eight stars.
2: I forgot we even did that. That was a couple weeks ago. Damn.
0: Um, Lawrence says, my top five most anticipated movies of 2023. Number five, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Number four, Shazam. Number three, Dune. Number two, Creed 3. Number one, Ant-Man. Quantumania. Uh, Jeffrey says, I thought Don't Worry Darling was crap. One of the worst movies I've seen all year. Four stars. Don't waste your time. Uh, that should have
2: been the title of the movie, Don't Waste Your Time. <laughs>
0: Kendall says, uh, "My top five Denzel movies: number five, Fences; number four, Flight; number three, Malcolm X; number two, Tragedy of Macbeth; number one, Training Day, which mm. gets a four K release in a few weeks. So yeah. I'm excited." I'm excited. <laughs> uh, Henry says, uh, "Don't worry, darling. Was decent. Was a decent watch, but I feel like it could have been a three hour film to help explain more. Five stars." Exactly. Uh Coco Crisp says I watched Don't Worry Darling High and I still thought it was a piece of shit four stars.
1: <laughs> four stars for being a piece of shit. Oh, it's... Man. He could watch it with Ed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought
2: that was Ed. That was doing the email, but alright.
0: Uh Sam G sixty nine says Glass Onion was a decent film. I didn't love it, but I also didn't hate it. Probably gets a six from me. Uh, And we'll end on this lovely note. Jennifer says, don't worry, darling, was atrocious. Three stars.
2: That's
1: a perfect way to end an episode.
0: I don't think anybody loves this movie, guys.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I, I will be... It'll be hard-pressed to find somebody to give this more than an eight.
0: Uh, We will get back into the email bag next week or the week after. I think Shazam... Or, I mean, Black Adam is going to be a fun movie to talk about next week. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of mixed emotions about this movie, too. Um, But, guys, that is on the menu for next week's episode, Darlings, is Black Adam, uh, starring Dwayne the Rock Johnson, Pierce Brosnan, and some other DC
1: names in there as well. Has anybody seen this yet through the year? Is anybody excited? Uh, I just... Got 20 minutes into it and I I saved it because I knew we were coming up for this episode. So, haven't watched it yet. Uh, I saw
2: this in the theater, so this will be my second time to watch it. Well, Well, I already rewatched it,
1: so
0: okay, you've already, I was gonna say, you've already rewatched it. So, yeah, this is a fresh take for me. You guys know I'm a little DC biased. Um, but with the whole debacle the last few months, I don't know what I'm gonna think about going into this movie. I'm not a big fan of the Shazam, Black Adam, DC world, so it's going to be interesting to see my thoughts on this movie, and to see... And I love The Rock. We we all know this. So it's I'm going to be a little interesting seeing where I go with this. Um, but, until then, guys, do you have anything else you want to add to uh,
1: Don't Worry Darling? Um, uh, nothing for Don't Worry Darling. I was going to ask if you guys want to do, like, a quick little uh, recent watches. Have you, have you guys... Um, I really, I really just want to talk about The Last of Us. Let's do it.
2: Did you go yeah, ahead?
1: Go ahead. You I have not? Second?
0: I have not seen. Okay, the Last of Us besides the first episode, it. if you want, we can wait and start that next week, and we can put recent watches into a whole segment next week.
1: Okay, I, I just want to if if anybody on here has not checked out The Last of Us that's listening or will listen, check go it do out. It, it is go a watch fantastic it. series so far. Damn. Um. Video game sales have risen 322% for this game since it came out two weeks ago. So
0: I'm going to watch episode two, so I'll talk to you about it next week. Recent Watches comes back next week. I also checked out Megan today, which is going to be an episode on Friday the 14th podcast this Thursday coming up, January the uh, 26th. We're going to talk about Megan. We're also going to talk about it next Monday in Recent Watches. So. Get those uh, movies going. Watch the movies because we're bringing recent watches back next Monday. Um, Until then, guys, I think that's going to do it. Black Adam next Monday, January the 30th. We finish January with Black Adam. Uh, So until then, guys, see you next week. Love, peace, and uh, watch movies next Monday right here. Cinnamon Movie Podcast. Adios. Football.